0: Hi, I'm Anne-Therese, and welcome to my podcast, Hey Change. I'm here to bring you inspiring guests and new ideas on how we can invite positive change into our lives. Why? Because I want us to find new ways of how we can live our days in more sustainable, healthy, and compassionate ways. So with that said, are you ready to jump on board the wave of change? Hi, and welcome back to another episode of Hey Change. Today we're talking to Dane Johnson. Hi, Hi. How are you?
1: I'm doing amazing. Thanks for having me today.
0: Ha- thanks for having me. So, um, you have the most amazing story to share with the world, oh, which is thanks. why I'm here and like had to interview you. Mm-hmm. Do you want to give us a introduction of that? Yeah, yeah.
1: You know, it's, um, I think that, you know, my, my story is really just the root of, just dealing with a, a, an adversity, a really strong and tough adversity, which for me was Crohn's disease, uh, Crohn's disease ulcerative colitis, which is a autoimmune disease that affects your digestive system or your ability to eat food and um, can really be deathly and dangerous and people have, have, have died from it. And I had a, a very serious battle with it through the last roughly... Uh, 11 years of head symptoms, I was diagnosed 7 years ago, and it was it was tough and ironic my story was one of where I was given this great gift where I could graduate college and work a job and quit that job and move to LA and got picked up with big agencies and started working as a model and actor all around the world and it was like, whoa, you know, I'm from the sticks, I'm from Virginia and, and, and um, you know, in the woods where People don't really have much and they don't do much and and thinking of you ever living in la and working in that and being surrounded by that and it was just not going to happen so at one point i had this amazing thing happen to me and at the same about the same time i got extremely sick and i spent a lot of years hiding my sickness and dealing with my sickness while trying to hold afloat a career so
0: yeah so just to get the timeline right, I think you started getting symptoms when you were 19. Yes. And then diagnosed 23, right? Yes. And mm-hmm. then you moved to LA, and that's when you got scouted as a model. Yeah, and you know, I really didn't even
1: get scouted. I think that was a funny thing. Is a lot of people think that you have to be born as this perfect person to be successful, and I never really took that wholeheartedly. You know, I mean, luckily for me, I was a certain height, and you know, I could fit the clothes in a certain way that I could do the normal route of of modeling um but you know nowadays i mean you see people doing the same thing you know becoming quote-unquote models through social media Mm -hmm. or you know because a model is a person who's able to influence others in a certain way so i mean thank you you, you for defining that (laughs) yeah yeah you want to be a model then be one be a model for be a model for change Mm -hmm. right
0: awesome so how was it like to? Because you said that basically two very opposite directions in your life were taking place at the same time. Mm-hmm. You you got you know you starting become a model and having this awesome lifestyle that you were just explaining, mm-hmm. and at the same time you got really sick. Mm-hmm. How did you feel in that moment when you get diagnosed?
1: It was it was devastating when I got diagnosed. I didn't know what it was, and I didn't know what to think about it. I mean, when the doctor said you're going to have this for the rest of your life, and this can be serious, and your chances of colon cancer go up, and you might have problems with certain foods, and we're going to put you on these drugs. And you know, I said, "Do I?" I remember saying, "Do I?" How long do I have to stay on these drugs? And he said, "You know, beating on the bush for the foreseeable future," is what he
0: said. Oh, wow.
1: And for me, I, I just he wouldn't give it to me straight, mm-hmm. and
0: it was kind of like fluffy all of it. Yeah, he
1: was fluffy, so I kind of shoved that real deep down, and I didn't, I didn't let it affect me. I just kept living the way I wanted to live, and. I moved out to California from Virginia. I worked a corporate job. I mean, I don't know for anyone out there who's seen the movie The Office, but that was me. I was in a cubicle (laughs) 60 hours a week. I was 23 with a college degree, and I looked around, and I didn't want to be anyone around me. And that's when I knew going up that corporate ladder, no matter how much money they were going to pay me, was not. it wasn't for me. So I got was newly diagnosed with ulcerative colitis at the time, later on diagnosed Crohn's, and then ulcerative colitis again newly diagnosed, looked around, didn't see anything I really wanted, didn't want to stay in Virginia. So I took a one-way flight to uh, Santa Monica, Huntington Beach at the time, Then lived in Santa Monica for seven years. And during that time, I I just started doing what I could do. I I just didn't have a job. I was getting in shape, though. And then I always felt like I could be one of those guys in the mall, you know, around the posters. Mm -hmm. And I just said, I can do that. You know, I can do that. Josh. I just felt like I could do that, and um, I just and I was a personal trainer, so I, I, I just used what skill I had to start pushing myself. And mm-hmm. I was living in California. I mean, I was in love with the ideology of California. You know, long hair, smokes and bud, <laughs> surf in the morning, hang out. You know, Saw Point Break too many times. right. right. Watched The Orange OC for all those people who were around back in the day.
0: Oh, and I remember the O.C. I was oh, TV all the time California. watching
1: that. Yeah. I swear, I, that's one of the reasons I went with that show. If I ever meet Ben McKenzie, I'm all done. You know. I
0: look at you now and I kind of see him. Oh, yeah, Ben McKenzie?
1: <laughs> I've heard that a few times. Like, <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. And you took my role. Uh-huh. But out of that house and that pool house and that, oh, I was just like, I always said, I felt like I wanted to build a life in California. I like the ideology of California, of health and being outdoors and i Wanted to be successful, and I felt like people had more of a mindset that fit mine in mm. California. So, I moved out there, and one thing led to another, and all of a sudden, I just kept getting in better shape and kept getting better at taking pictures. And I met a photographer who decided to. He said, "Hey, I want to do a shoot with you." And we did two or three shoots, and then he referred me to a manager, and the manager referred me to LA Models and Four Models, and uh, that day. Four models met me, but when I was 19, they didn't want me. So mm-hmm. any of you guys out there who have been turned down by something that you went after, uh, they said no. They said no to me. And um, I felt ashamed because my South Carolina friends didn't exactly think modeling was cool. Mm-hmm. But when I came back in at 23, and I'd already been diagnosed with ulcerative colitis, I was I looked completely different, and Ford took one look at me took some pictures, and they said, we want to sign you. Uh, four days later, I did a shoot for a magazine. Seven days later, I was traveling everywhere. I went to Miami, I went to Bermuda, Puerto Rico, Seattle. Um, out to New York, I did a job. I had a job in Ohio. My agent told me in the f- my first month as a model, he'd never seen someone start so fast. And this was after being failing. Mm-hmm. So this was after them telling me they didn't think I yeah. was good enough. And to this date, I've worked. I've done, I've done campaigns for large companies. I've worked for Gap, Nanika, Tommy Hilfinger. Um, I've worked all over Paris and Germany and Sweden, you know, and and it it all started from just self-belief and also being smart, tactical, not just working hard, but working smart and saying, what is it that makes me different? What is it that I can do? And they wanted to push me as an all-American classical guy. Great. You know, that's, you don't, I never tried to change who I was. I just tried to be better at who I was. I like that. So... And then all of a sudden, I was working, and the agencies wanted me to do traveling, and that's when it came. When I started traveling, I had my first major Crohn's flare, and I was living in a model house with, you know, gorgeous people, and all of a sudden, I was losing massive weight. I lost 30 pounds in that that house, and everyone's drinking alcohol, everyone's doing drugs, everyone's staying out late, everyone's trying to, you know, have this real-world type of lifestyle. So long story short, I spent the next few years battling Crohn's disease while trying to keep this career of, of modeling. And by the way, a career is made by, hey, go to this casting mm-hmm. and try to book this job over everybody else. And I was going to say, safe,
0: if you don't know about the industry, it's like constantly going to a job interview and selling yourself. Every being day. your best. Yeah. Every
1: day. And you have two minutes and there's 200 guys in the room who are in great shape, same height, and just as good of a body and can take great pictures. Mm-hmm. What makes you. And I think what really made me successful in that was the same thing that made me successful with my Crohn's disease was going towards solutions, always coming with positive energy, always, always just doing what I knew I could do and doing it as well as I can. And I always felt like I was memorable in a casting. I said I was a stand-up comedian just as much as a model. Mm-hmm. I was a, I, I remember those names. I shook their hands. I got a business degree. I was did sales. I knew sales. Mm-hmm. These kids were, you know, these great little kids. Hey, bro, what up, man? Yeah, dude, here's my card. Here's my book. Yeah, man, I'm going to go out to Byron Bay. I'm going to go live in Cape Cod, you know. It's like, shut up, man. You know, because people who work to mom, reality, yeah, they're, they have masters. They're intelligent people. They're directors. They're producers. They're, they're really intelligent people. And I think when you're an intelligent person and you show someone your energy and who you are and where you're going, they want to surround themselves with you, whether it's a casting or it's a job or it's a friend. Or to love her. I mean, I think greatness is really can be, there's a lot of what I call universal law that fits no matter what you're doing. Mm -hmm. Energy, positive energy creates positive energy.
0: I was just talking about this with my other model friend the other day. She was actually working as a fit model for this particular job. And they were having a casting at the same time. And she's like, being on the other side, I could tell she's gonna get it, she's not gonna get it. She's like, it was so obvious with the energy they provided to the room. Mm Some of them might have been like better looking or had a better walk. But it was just all about the energy. And she was right there every time. Yep. So what you're saying is like, it's more to it. I think that applies to every industry. Mm-hmm. It's like who you tell yourself that you are, who you want to be, and bring that professionalism into the room. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And don't be afraid to ask, I think is a big one too. Um, I would go into rooms and there's a ton of guys. I remember, so for example, I was... I booked Gap a little while ago. I mean, every that's a big, big company because they have a really good pay. They pay a lot, and a lot of the bigger models try to get this job, and a lot of the agencies want their models working this job. And I booked it. I was the only one in the casting of two hundred people to book it, and it was unbelievable to me that I booked it. But I think what made me different in there is I wasn't afraid to ask for regular conversation. I never went in as if I was asking for like pleading with people to to book me. And it was, it was always, this is who I am, this is what I do, what's your name? Mm-hmm. To the casting director, how are you? How was your day? Do you enjoy it? How was your trip in New York? Where are you from? You know? Oh, and if they say something about their, if they give me any opening for a conversation, I take it. They say something about their kid, their wife, their attributions, what they want in life. Because they're
0: people too. Yeah,
1: they're people, or people, and people, you know, who are you going to hire, your best friend or a stranger? You're going to hire your best friend because you know them, you trust them, you connect with them and that's why so the sooner you connect with people the better you're You're going to do and it's the same thing when it comes to changing your life you know when you want to change yourself if you're dealing with a chronic disease you have to surround yourself with positive energy you have to surround yourself with people who are going to make you better you have to turn your home into a healing atmosphere and make everything around you empowering and get rid of the things that bring you down and the first thing that brings you down is self mm-hmm. is your own mindset is your own thought on what's possible or thinking that you're somehow a disabled person you, I was that's poison
0: I wanted to actually go into that because I mean um, again simultaneously you were sick and mm-hmm. do you feel like you were ever in some kind of denial just like putting that part of your life aside like no I'm not sick I'm having this awesome life for myself did you ever feel like that kind of, kind of came up to surface in the most um, in the worst timing or was it a part of you that was like I'm living a fake life because actually there's this other part of me who's like really sick and I'm not Disclosing. Do you know
1: what I'm saying? Yes. Yes, absolutely. I did feel I never felt fake because I wasn't because What I was hiding was something that was Could kill destroy my career. Mm -hmm. So I felt justified in in hiding it Um, I did feel like two different people and I felt like I was living two different lives Uh, you know, I once said I'd be on a show I'd be I'd be doing a background a show, I'd be hanging out. There'll be some celebrities there or something. and I'd be like, this is unbelievable. And the next minute, I'm throwing up. I'm stuck on a toilet. I'm sick. I mean, in the same day, I don't know what to eat. I can hardly walk. I'm malnourished. I'm underweight, and I'm not working again for two weeks. So it'd be like two weeks of of just sitting there, completely sick and upset. And then all of a sudden, I'm doing something cool. And then yeah, I would post on social media only the cool things, the highlights. You know, we only we only see the highlights of people's lives. You don't see the negatives. I had a lot of down times. I felt like I was living two lives. I felt uh, depressed, ashamed. I've been through it all. If you're going through that, you know, it's, it's normal. Every single person, even Tony Robbins or Eric Thompson, these motivational speakers, have been severely depressed. You're just hearing their greatness, you're hearing their great energy. Right now, you're hearing my great energy. You got if you're there, everyone's there. It's very common. It's normal. It's what you do with it. It's how you respond to it. That's going to define you and allow you to be on a podcast one day, or allow you to be on television one day, or allow you to be an actor one day, or allow you to
0: be happy. Yeah, be happy
1: and have kids and make money and travel the world. Whatever your aspirations are, they come from positivity. They don't. They don't come from negativity. Mm -hmm. You know.
0: So So how did you? When did it click for you? When did you decide to take this? Weakness, if you say it, that, obviously being sick is a weakness, mm-hmm. to turn into to a strength.
1: You know, I think uh, the big change for me was I spent a few years, I mean, you, I spent a few years being sick. So if you, you know, when something like this happens to you, it's not something you just switch in your head. You have to have an experience. Mm-hmm. I don't believe that you can change just from words. You have to change from experience and feeling. And that can happen quickly, or but usually it takes time. I spent years in denial. I spent years sick. I spent years upset. And I spent years being angry at God or people or society or doctors and just blaming people. And I was justified. We're all justified in our anger. Mm-hmm. And I think it got to a point where the doctor said, the drugs aren't working. You have to stay on the drugs for the rest of your life. And we're going to need to do a surgery. We're going to need to cut out your colon. You're 24, 25 at this point. Um, You're going to have to, you know, have your bowel movements out of a bag that's attached to your stomach. And, you know, you're going to lose your career. And, you know, you're going to be on disability, though. And most likely have to move back in with your family, your home, and leave your life. And, And it was like, wait, that is the next step? That is the next step? And then I was at work and I was very sick I trying to do this job and this job didn't go well at all in Ohio. It just, it was shameful and annoying and I was tired. I could hardly stand and I was there for three days and I was so sick and I was hiding it from everyone. And I got home and it was like, it's like I had enough pain. It was like I had enough pain that nothing was worth it anymore. Nothing. Not my Friday nights, not my popularity, not my my ego, uh, not my diet. Nothing was worth what I was going through and what I felt like I was about to lose. So, I got back, and there was this book in front of me uh, by Jordan Rubin, who healed himself of Crohn's, and I read that book. Two of them, Patient Heal Thyself, and The Makers Died. And when I read his story, and I I took it very seriously what he was saying, it seemed impossible to do what he had done. It seemed completely impossible. I felt like I had to be the one percent of the one percent to do what he did. But I, I felt like if he can do it and he can run at that pace, then I need to do it, and I think I can too. So I just challenged myself to try, and I just simplified it, and when I said I got home. Called my agencies, called everyone said, I can't work. I'm not working. Don't. Call. I, I just shut off everyone. Everything, everyone. And I made healing my number one priority. It, my day was about my health. Anything that affected that, I blocked. I didn't go out on Friday nights. I didn't go out on Saturday nights. I turned my home into a healing atmosphere. I created a daily journal. I kept track of every single thing I did. I kept track of everything I ate. Everything I ate is something I made. And then I just said, what can I do that can possibly help and not possibly hurt? Pray. So I said, you know, screw it. Pray. Let's do it. And I prayed every day and every night. And I said the same prayer and every night and every day. I said my purpose every day. I used aromatherapies. I started keeping my house very clean. I, I created playlists of positive music. I sat in the sun 20 minutes a day. I read for hours a day. I, I destroyed books. I read and read and read and applied, read and applied, read and applied. I went to the, Then I started going to the gym every single day. Then I started looking at supplements and herbs and studying. And all of a sudden, seventy-five days in, my symptoms were dramatically low. I had gained twenty-five pounds, thirty pounds, my energy was way up. I was feeling great. And I decided to against my doctor's role to get myself off every single drug they gave me. Mm -hmm. Dane, you can't do it Dane, you can't do this, Dane, you can't do this. Nope, I did it. Nope. I did it. Now I'm not advising anyone else to do out there, but that's just how I felt for my life what I wanted to do I was did, did I mess up sometimes yes and did I have to pay for my what I did a little bit yes you know I think probably I got off the doors a little too quickly but I was I was convicted convicted to take my life and there was no doctor who was going to tell me how I was going to be and how healthy I was going to be and they could shove it as far as I was concerned
0: <laughs> I mean I'm getting goosebumps once again because I heard this story before the The thing I love the most about your story is that you were coming down to the very bottom of everything. Mm -hmm. And at that point you were like, either they can define my future or I will define it. Yeah. And you decided like, I'm going to get in charge. I'm going to get behind the driving wheel in my future. And I'm from this point forward, nothing else matters that than the life that I'm choosing for myself. 100%. And I mean, seeing you sitting here today, I could never even imagine you being sick. Yeah. It's, it's amazing.
1: A hundred percent. You know, to three days ago, I ran four miles straight with an average time of seven minutes and three seconds. And I'm not even, I'm a terrible runner. A ter- so am I. I'm a terrible <laughs> runner, but I I've been it. running lately because it's changing how I perceive myself. I'm seeing something that I'm not good at and I'm scared of doing, like running long distance. Mm-hmm. I've never been a long distance runner and I'm attacking it. And that's what I've learned from this. And, uh, you know, the second time I got sick, I mean, I, I, when I stayed. The story I just told you was the first time of how I got introduced to in natural medicine. Was I found it in books, which is what sparked it. And then when I realized that what I was doing was actually making me more of the person I wanted to be, despite being sick, that's when the, that's when it switched. That was the key. When I realized that I was becoming more of an empowered person, that this wasn't about this wasn't about the fear of sickness. This was the fact that I was learning how to take care of my body. And I said, wait a minute. I'm going to learn how to take care of myself, my family, my children. I'm going to learn how to create more positive energy in my life. I'm going to learn how to deflect negative things. Because everything is energy. Mm -hmm. Food, people, music, everything is energy. Anything that makes you feel is energy. Mm -hmm. So you identify it and then you cultivate positive energy. And you reduce negative energy. To me, that is manifestation. And I think the biggest godly gift I was given in this life was the ability not to be, I'm not an extremely smart person. I, my gift is I can see complicated things and I can simplify them. Mm. And I simplify them in a way that makes sense to me. And I think that people can understand. And um, I simplify everything in life as energy. And so when I, I listen to my gut and I listen to my heart, when I look at something, I feel it first. And then I know very quickly and Crohn's disease taught me how to feel energy. So it, to me, it was the best thing that ever happened to me. Wow. Um, but you know, then I said, wait a minute, how can I invest in this? And I looked at, I said, I got to go back to school for this. I want to go back to school and start learning natural medicine. So I signed up for a natural medicine school. I surrounded myself with natural path doctors and their energy was intoxicating. When I sat down with some of these doctors and these professors for lunch and listened to their philosophy on life and philosophy on food and philosophy on uh, cultivating health, it was like, it was, I was addicted. I was addicted to the way they were seeing it because I've always been addicted to self empowerment and I've always desired self empowerment. So all of a sudden, I just started my philosophy change from, oh, I have to sacrifice my diet and I have to sacrifice my money for these supplements and I could have spent all this money on organics and spent all this money on these the most excessive, expensive supplements and. Go to these expensive seminars and spend five hours a day reading these books and and waking up and and not going out on Friday night or not drinking alcohol anymore or giving up these certain types of foods that people normally eat, like beans or rice or grains and things. And all of a sudden just became, I'm becoming stronger. This is exactly what's going to get me to the goals I want. This is exactly what's going to give me the life I want, buy the house I want, travel the world I want and get under the suppression of corporate world that I I never wanted and to look great and keep a full head of hair and be skinny and fit my suit even when i'm 35 years old like my dad told me would never happen you know i remember being 14 i'd say dad you're fat me to lose 30 pounds my dad would go yeah wait till you're 30 Mm -hmm. i'm 30 years old now i'm in better shape than i was when i was 19 you know so i just i just feel empowered it's not about age and it's just everything in my life has changed and um it's just empowered me and and the things that are going to heal your disease are the things that are going to make you the best version of yourself. And we spend so much money on makeup and hair and smelling agents and things, lotions for your skin and things that lighten your eyes. You know, and girls, you know, with makeup and you know, you want to be beautiful and you want to feel your best. It starts from within. Invest in your life, invest in your health, in your mindset, in your soul. That's where the that's where the real money should go. That's where the real value is. And i just so.
0: I just wish for more people to really op- wake wake up to that realization like I'm a little bit upset today with the whole structure of social media and the world how it's you know the way i'm I love it in one way because we have the influence to like inspire each other and like get together and meet and connect with people all over the world that we didn't have a, the opportunity to before, mm-hmm. but then again, like knowing so many models in New York and it's like the midst of fashion week right now. Like some of the my friends are like the most gorgeous people on this planet, like in my opinion. And I hang out with them, and they are just like depressed for the fact that they're not in the shows that their friends are in, and they feel like they're not as pretty as they should be because they are constantly um, relating to their peers, they're which is judging, like comparing. Right, it's always comparing, and I think that's what social media has done to us. It's always comparison to other people, whereas we forget to just start with. From within, and like, how can I be happy? What is really essential and important to me, and what is really essential to life? I think, is it about what, how the world perceive you all the time, or is it how you perceive the world? It's a very fluffy cloud of yeah. um, of energy, but that's I love the fact you talk about energy because yeah. I'm all about it too. And
1: well, people are, and I think that people are. You know, I think that society. It has always been in a slight or devastating state of ignorance. 30 years ago, 40 years ago, people didn't have... Women didn't have the right to vote or black people didn't have the right to vote. There was suppression. There there's was there been serious issues. World War II, we had a genocide. That was 75 years ago. Mm-hmm. You don't think there's a state of ignorance that people are continuing to live in now that they're going to look... Forward and say, I can't believe they live like that in 2017. Mm-hmm. Those antibiotics they were putting in their water, right. that fast food they were eating—no wonder they were so sick. Mm-hmm. No wonder they weren't feeling good. Most people don't even know what it's like to feel the best version of themselves. So they don't even know what they're giving up. Mm-hmm. They don't even know it. And mm-hmm. because we—it's not—it's not people's fault. Society has, has taken them. it mm-hmm. from us, and it is our job to take it back and become enlightened as our best self. Yes. And it's there for the taking, but it's hard. There's a lot of issues. How do I get the right food? How do I prepare the food? How do I balance my life so I don't feel overstressed? And I feel like I'm living this sacrificial lifestyle and diet. It's not about that. It's about investment. And, in, in, you know, you got to find balance. I really don't believe willpower is, is, is the key ingredient. I think balance is the key ingredient. The soul, optimism in a healthy mind comes from a healthy soul and a nourished soul. So if you're feeling down in yourself, look at what your soul needs and and start finding that balance and rationally choose to walk towards what you emotionally need, um, and that is I think identified in energy, and things like social media. You know I got beef with social media too, but you know if you people are playing a game that they don't even like, that isn't even them, and they can't win that game. If you're trying to win the game of I'm the sexiest or I'm the coolest and I want to get 500 or a million, a million followers, 500,000 or a million followers, and you don't even identify with how you're posting as a woman or as a man, you need to rebrand yourself and say, this is what I believe in life and this is what I mean. – it could be something simple like being humorous, seeing the light things in life, valuing the simplicity in life, valuing family, you know, valuing a health or fitness valuing culture or experience if there's something that you value share that with the world because i don't believe the world is going to continue to gravitate towards ego and, and and idolizing people i think that's something of the 80s and it's a state of ignorance people are going to identify and follow those who are vulnerable relatable and do what they preach look at the rock Dane, uh, dwayne johnson look at kevin hart these guys wake up at four in the morning, work out twice a day, do so much philanthropic work, and they got a hundred million followers, and they're the best "quote unquote" actors in the world. Yeah. They're not even good actors; they're entertainers. But they inspire people, and they're vulnerable and they're real. People connect with them. So if you if you have aspirations in life, use connection, shame. Right now, people are listening to me because I'm talking about something that everyone else was too scared to talk about, mm. and I'm not just talking about it; I'm living the life. I'm not just talking about healing from my house. I'm traveling. I'm, I'm building my modeling career. I'm working every day. I'm working out and feeling better than I ever have. So it's about living how you want to live. And if you want to do great things in life, go towards what is scary. Go towards what is potentially painful. And just start facing it. And you know just start accepting it and looking at it and poking at it. And you'll find that when it hits you back, you're going to go, no, I can get up. And then when it hits you down again, you can go, no, 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 no. I was closer. I was closer. It's like a game. You know, if someone plays Mario, I swear I attribute so much to life in Mario. Like Mario Kart and 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 stuff like games Stop like Stop it! It's I made so an much. episode
0: about like how your life is supposed to be like a game of Mario Kart. It's so
1: much like a game, yeah. and you know, if, if we're if we're playing Zelda or Mario or some game that you play when you're a kid, and you try to jump over a bridge and you fail, and you have to restart like ten times, you do it again. You do it again because your emotions aren't attached. And You
0: want it to be challenging because otherwise, it's not fun to play.
1: It's not yeah, exactly. It's not fun to play. This is challenging, and it's the same thing. Like with money, everyone everyone wants to talk about. Uh, everyone's worried about talking about money, and everyone's feeling like they can't make money. But if we were in it all, we were all playing online in this Mario world and, and it was called points or coins. Mm-hmm. And I said, hey Tess, how many coins you got? And you're like, I got 20,000 coins. I was like, what how the hell? Did you get 20,000 points? Oh, I talked to this lady at this house and she set me up with this job where I can go collect lettuce and I bring her the lettuce and she gives me 10 coins. And then I took these coins and I invested these coins over here. And you're like, oh my God, you gotta teach me how to make these coins. And I did this thing over here with these coins. Mm-hmm. See, we communicate to get better. It's the same thing with health. Hey, how did you get rid of that Crohn's disease? Oh, I followed this diet and I did this, but this worked for me, and then this other person said this worked for them, and this other person. You've got to connect, and you've got to come with positivity, and you've got to look for solutions. Focus on solutions. 90% solutions, 10% adversity is the rule. That's the, the rule of thumb. And there is no five step key to anything in life. If you want to be, look how much there is about fitness. Look how much there is about diet. Mm-hmm. Look how much there is about Just go to any grocery art. store
0: and like the magazine yeah. line is like, it's lose never, five pounds. And...
1: never-ending. Yeah, never-ending information. So take what works for you and grow it. Surround yourself with people who inspire you, who you believe in, who you connect with. Um, but, you know, change comes through hard work and it does usually come through pain. Mm-hmm. It does come through pain. Usually when there's pain, that's a sign that there is change. So uh, you have to look at where there's pain and you have to say, how can I simplify this? How can I effectively move forward with this without it killing me emotionally, spiritually? Um, And, you know, I I was a C student. I was never an A student. Never, never. I hated school. But how is it that I've been able to accomplish what I was accomplished. How was it I got into modeling when they said no and they didn't? They didn't scout me, mm-hmm. and I've been able to work for the large, some of the largest companies in the world and travel around the world and work all over, and you know, be a full-time model for years. And how was it I was trying to be able to book a few movies? And how was I was able to do magazines? How was it I was able to make this business? I did it because I jumped, and I just did. Failure is a false term. You can't fail if you keep going. Mm-hmm. Jay-Z said it best, he said, I don't learn from my I don't learn from the my successes. I learn from my failures. Right. I don't even like the word failure. And I don't like the word, you know, you know, like um, cure. People say, Oh, Dink, well can you cure Crohn's? I go, what can you cure? Mm-hmm. I don't even like this term because you're trying to box everything together. You're trying to make things in a certain way that strikes fear into people. Oh, well, I can't cure this. Can you cure the flu? If I get the flu and then I put and then I don't have it for a year, and I get the flu next season, did I cure the flu, or did I put it in remission, Mm. you can't cure death, you know, what you can do, yeah, what you can do is is live of the highest experience, build purpose to your life, and follow positivity, because when you go towards positivity, you find change, nothing ever feels good that didn't have, you didn't attach pain, like, you, how would you know what love was without knowing what pain was? It would be impossible. It's the role, law of relativity. So um, all purpose is rooted in pain, and you got to go towards that. So change, my change came from a lot of depression, a lot of anger. At one point, I was okay with the idea of dying. I was okay with it. I never wanted to die, but I was okay with it. Um, my change came from, a, first of all, self-belief that I was more. I mean, I think the first time I really got hurt was in sixth grade when my coach. My science teacher cut me from the basketball team. And I was one of the best basketball players in my county. And I was hurt. I cried so hard. I must have been 12 years old. But I remember that pain to this day because he chose people who weren't half as good as me. And I felt like he chose them because he liked them more. Mm. But I was a much better basketball player. That hurt me as a young man. Because I felt like he was attacking my, my popularity, my ability to show off in the school and show my talent and work hard and be, and have that experience of being on a, college, on a basketball team for my school. So I remember feeling pain from not being able to change into a higher level mm. at a young he age. He cut
0: that off for you. Yeah, he
1: cut that off and it really hurt me. It really hurt me. And I, so I think that people have things that hurt them and, and then we either decide to let it define us or we decide to move forward. And when I got Crohn's, and I, that was when I had a chronic disease at a young age, by doctors, the people we trust most in this, in this country, I started asking myself about truths. What truth did I want to allow? Was I going to allow what they told me to be real? And what I knew was when I was 16, I could eat pizza and I was fine and I was healthy. What changed? Did mm. so I just randomly get this disease? Oh, better luck, better luck next life mm-hmm. is what I heard. Better luck next Ouch. life. And I just said am I willing to accept that. And there's a lot of people out there who've been sick for a long time, they've had a lot of adversities and you know, I don't claim to have the answers for everyone. What I what I claim is that there's something you can do about it and no one can heal you but you. I can't heal you, Tony Robbins can't heal you, no one can heal you but you. You you know, we have to choose to be the CEOs of our lives. You know, people are on your board, but they work for you. Your doctor works for you, your financial advisor works for you. You know, your local guy who gets your who gets your meat and sells it to you works for you. You fire them or you hire them and you surround yourself with people who you trust and you believe in their
0: values. You choose your life. Yeah. Yeah. You like the people you spend time with. Yeah.
1: You want change. We need to become self-empowered. You know, I think this country was built on self-empowered people. Americans were self-empowered people it said, Britain, we're not gonna take this anymore. Mm-hmm. We're gonna build and you know what we're gonna trade between each other to make our lives better. I'm a blacksmith, you're a bread maker. Give me some bread. I'll build you. I'll build you a sword. Mm-hmm. You know, we need to build our value and build our trades and trade between each other and learn. My trade is naturalness, medicine. my trade is self empowerment. My trade is 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 creating hope and inspiring that there is more, and I'm doing it through action.
0: And I think also important is to to remember that we can do self empowerment and be the best we are, and still be a positive impact on the surroundings and the environment and the people we love. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to come from like. Power or like I'm selfish, just trying to build my own life because I think sometimes it's been a misunderstanding in terms of like, you know, I don't want to take care of myself, I don't want to tend to myself first because then I'm being selfish. And you need to start with yourself. Mm-hmm. You need to be strong and loving yourself. Only then can you love and help your family, your friends. Only then can you be a positive impact on this planet. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something to be taken to of this lesson. Mm-hmm. It's like choose your life, choose to empower yourself, and then use that power in a positive manner to everyone around you yeah
1: and I I think it's a coincidence that the things that make us happy and the things that make us healthy are the very things that make the earth happy and healthy the things that make our family happy and healthy when you say something positive to somebody and they say something positive back you both feel better Mm -hmm. that's a ripple effect when you do something when you put something healthy in your body it's usually from the earth Mm -hmm. and it doesn't hurt the earth exactly right like a potato doesn't hurt the earth McDonald's hurts the earth because it was from plastics and from GMOs mm. and destroying the planet.
0: And that energy eating that food is not good for you yeah and
1: it, de- it destroys you yeah and then it, what's it do to your mindset? what's it do to your self-belief? what's it do to how you treat other people mm. you become negative
0: It's all just a circulation of energy
1: it, It's a circulation of negativity that's rippling effectively everywhere. You have to see energy from every single standpoint and I'm not saying that you have to be people who need to be I mean I eat food that's not good for me. I enjoy myself I celebrate. I don't party. I celebrate.
0: Love that. I
1: change. And I'm a big, I'm big on this. Tony Robbins taught me this. I use, I'm very selective with the words because words become real. A thought is the very thing of turning nothing into something. It's divine as anything. A thought. It comes from nothing and it's turned into something. What you say is the manifestation of a thought. So if you want to change your life, change how you're talking. If I'm scared that I can't do something nowadays, the first thing I do is tell everyone I'm going to do it. Mm. I don't ask them if I can do it. i tell do them. It. I tell them, mm-hmm. I'm going to do this. You know, I'm going to run six miles straight without stopping. And I'm going to do it fast, without under an eight-minute mile time. I've never done that before. I'm going to do it. Awesome. And I tell everybody. They say, it's the people who say things uh, to others out loud are 70% more likely to do it. So if you have a goal in mind, if you're taking away something like here, you're at a job and you want to go for another job, if you want to train your kids differently, if you want to get healthy, if you want to lose 20 pounds, if you want to go talk to that girl that you're not sure she doesn't like you or she she likes you, decide to take an action and just do it. No matter what happens, you're going to feel better about yourself and you're going to feel more empowered about that life because that's going to create a reaction that you get to observe. And then you go, whoa, look what happened. I poked the beast, and the beast did this. Mm-hmm. And it either did something good that you like or that you wanted to happen or it didn't. But if it did something you didn't like, you can then ask yourself why it went that way. Mm. And right. now you have information. And, and if you, you know, do
0: nothing, it's nothing's going to happen. And and it's going to stay the same. And I'm
1: going to tell you, fellas, I, I don't think there's anything more a woman finds more attractive than a man than a man who's just willing to put himself out there in a humble and respectful way, not a creepy way. But if you like a girl, you know, give her a compliment, look her in the eye and say something nice, and then let and then leave her alone. If it's losing weight, go to the gym, work hard, and, and and change your diet that night, and then put on and then give yourself a gift. Watch that show, put on that amazing music, call someone, make their day better. If it's getting yourself healthy, put down a plan and say, this is what I'm gonna do simply every day. I'm gonna wake up and I'm gonna eat this, or I'm gonna wake up and take this, I'm gonna invest in that motivational speaking seminar, I'm gonna invest in that. Probiotic. I'm going to invest in uh, these organic foods or I'm going, you know, I'm not happy with what my relationship is I'm going to go home and make my significant other's day better and I'm not going to allow them to make my day negative and I'm just going to work on making their day better because in turn, that's going to make my day better. So it's just like right there, we just defined like 15 things you can just do right now. It can take two years to, to change but it can take an instant to actually decide to change. So, hey change.
0: Hey change. Basically what I'm saying right now, don't let other people define your life. They mm-hmm. will make your life for you if you don't make, take, get to action.
1: Mm-hmm. You
0: can create your own life. You have the power right now to do just one thing and it's going kind to of shift the direction of everything. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Thank you. Um, three final questions I really want to get through. Okay. Quickly. Okay. What was the biggest and most insightful thing you learned about yourself during this whole journey?
1: The most insightful thing that I learned about myself that I honestly, to be completely honest, that I am divine. I believe all human beings are divine. If you want to call it the Holy Spirit, you want to call it energy, I believe that every single human ability has the ability to create, which innately is godly creation. Thought, turning some, an idea into reality. What I realize is that I have all the power within me to do whatever I want externally to change. So, it was the ch- healing started with thought. And now, I actually have tangible healing. I'm x amount of weight i haven't taken drugs in years i exercise every day i travel the world i've taken back my career i didn't get my colon removed i'm not on drugs i don't i'm not i don't live on disability i don't live in my mom's basement i'm not depressed and i live a great life high five so yeah (laughs)
0: high five (laughs) and um what are three advice you would give to anyone listening right now
1: any advice I'd give to anyone listening to right now is that nobody in this world is better than you. You are just as powerful as they are. I don't care if it's Will Smith or Brad Pitt. You know, I've been around some of these people, and they are just people who have more than anything extreme self-belief. And um, positivity creates positivity. So whatever your goal is, identify the negatives in your life. Take immediate strong action to reduce them or eliminate them. If it's a person who you love, you need to either change their energy or you need to get them out of your life. There's only there's only two options right there. Um, so take first thing is take immediate action, immediate action, because when you do something immediately, that's going to have a ripple effect, and you the next day to do something, the next day to do something, and the next day to do something. So if it's your diet, if it's people, if it's deciding to jump forward in your career or jump forward in self growth, take immediate action and don't be scared of of of. Failing, or don't be scared of what will change. Fear is it, it ruins you. You have one life. Today is your only today. You never get this day back. You will never get this month back. You will never get this year back. You never get your twenties back. You never get your forties back. Do it now. Time is worth more than money. That's one. So that's maybe that's two, right? Time is worth more money, more than money. Um, take immediate action, and I'd say three is uh, destroy life with positivity. Don't come with hate. Don't come with anger, because that's just gonna ripple more anger and more hate. You're going to get what you want through um, getting people on your side and making other people's day better. If you're not sure how to do that, wake up every day and say, how can I be a value to someone else? Because when you're a value to someone else, you become more valuable.
0: Love it. Thank mm-hmm. you. All right, final question. And this is um, about you giving some meaning to my own word, retruthing. Okay. And uh, retruthing means basically I think it's a... F- based on finding happiness in new realities. Mm -hmm. And it means um, being open to new ways of thinking, acting, and behaving so that we can find ourselves in more loving, sustainable, and compassionate lives. So, if you were to retruth something right now, like anything, what would that be?
1: You know, i kind of in the middle of retruthing the idea of health and how it relates to age. There's this idea of health. That people think, if I can run this far, if I have this type of body, then I am healthy. And I need to do it then because I'm now 22, I'm now 30, I'm now 40. Whatever age you are. So there's this sense of the clock's ticking. But let me ask you this. If If health is defined of living to 100 years old without any issues and then dying all of a sudden without any kind of decline in health, that's the ultimate goal. Then how is what you're doing? And how is what we doing actually getting you closer to that goal? Happiness, exercise, eating habits, atmosphere. I would say atmosphere is probably more important as far as quote unquote health than anything. If you live to your sixty-five years old, like let's say you have a drinking problem, or you're eating fast food, or you have a smoke, are you smoking cigarettes? And you die at sixty years old or sixty-five years old of complications from your lifestyle, and you are twenty-two right? Let's say you're 22 and the other person's 40. That person is actually younger than you because you've lived more of your life than they have because they're going to live to their 100. Mm. So who's older? The 22 year old or the 35 year old who's living the life that they need to to give them the best chance to live to 100 without complications? Or you're 22 and you're smoking cigarettes every day thinking, I'm young, I have time. No, 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 because your lifestyle is actually declining your life where you actually have a lower lifespan. So if you could see your lifespan on a, on a clock or a timer going down, you've actually lived more of your life than someone else. So this idea that it's too late or you're too old, age is relative to how long your life is. It's a personal journey. Your age is personal to you. We're all different ages. 22 is not 22. 30 is not 30 because it's defined based on how long you've been on this blow or how long you're going to stay on this planet at a healthy state. So, if you know, if you want to live a healthy life and you want to live a long life and you want this to only be 15% of your life you've lived instead of 30% of your life you lived, then change immediately and change now and invest in your health because money ain't going to do it for you. And my naturopath professor said it best. He said, you can pay now or pay later, you know, because when you're rich and a millionaire sacrificing all your all of your health for those millions of dollars, you're going to spend all your millions of dollars trying to keep your life mm-hmm. afloat later on. Yeah. So invest now, right now. I, I highly advise getting a natural medicine school, taking natural medicine classes, learning about energy, learning about how to create um, health and, and getting off of drugs um, if you need them. I think drugs are great, but they long-term, I would say, I'd advise against chronic drug use, right? Mm. Uh, so yeah, I would say the different of truth is how old are you, I would ask um, each person listening.
0: You're basically changing the whole perception of time yeah love it thank you and this is going to be added to my wall of retruth so go to www.heychange.net and you can see all the retruth thing going on uh, because we're changing your world through this concept so thank you so much for adding to that (laughs) all right we're about to wrap up and i want anyone listening to be able to find you follow you because you are a nutrition uh certified nutrition health coach right yeah
1: i'm a a board certified holistic nutritionist is awesome is the term and hopefully here soon uh not hopefully i will be a natural doctor going back to school for my md wow so yeah
0: just killing it so what's your instagram what's your website
1: so my website for anyone who might know someone who needs help with Crohn's and colitis my website is dot lifestyle.com you can uh, book a strategy session where we'll talk and i do offer private consultation i highly recommend downloading my complimentary ebook on there uh, Crunchblastlastlow.com. My Facebook is uh, backslash DaneJohnson24. Instagram is at DaneJohnson1. And um, you, you know, just uh, follow whatever works for you. And I, I hope that I can you know ripple effect of positive energy in your life. Because anyone who's listening, if I can make your life better, I know you're going to make my life better. And it all ripples together into one. Uh, because it's, it's together that we get what we want. It's not part. If I can help you, you can help me. and Dane, I want to
0: say thank you for being on this podcast, but I'm going to say thank you for being on this planet.
1: <laughs> thank you. <laughs> That's nice. All
0: right. Have a great day.
1: Thank you so much. Talk soon.